I seen one yesterday, I couldn't think of it as a man or a woman. Like I saw some men showed more what the lady showed, but still, <laughs> it was still very nice. Yeah, when I was 20 years younger. And you do it, would you? Yeah, all laughing at me. Well, being the male point of view, I've just seen one, I'm all for it. <laughs> Immaterial to me. Well, where has this exciting new habit come from? Are the French indeed responsible? Who better to reveal all than the BBC's Paris correspondent, Philip Short? Well, Philip, was it the French who actually started all this, not content with inventing the bikini? Did they then go on to peel it down to the monokini? I think it's a rather fine question. You can look at the Scandinavians and ask yourself whether the Finns leaping naked out of their saunas into the nearest lake weren't at the origin of it all. But certainly since the 50s, since the 60s, it's been spreading on French beaches. And now uh, every beach in the country not only tolerates, but doesn't raise an eyebrow at, at women going topless. But when it all started in France, did the local authorities there react with alarm as they seem to have done here? I mean, did they employ beach inspectors and the sort of thing you have in Bournemouth? Not beach inspectors, but you certainly did find police going around the beaches, and you still do, actually, in a few places. The problem now being not toplessness, but bottomlessness, that people go completely naked. And whereas many French beaches accept that, there's no problem, there are still places where you can get into trouble for doing it. What do, what do the French think of us for reacting in this way and making such an issue of it? Rather comical, very Puritan, and slightly contradictory. Uh, I was listening with, uh, with some French people to uh, reports on the world at one, and, and they found it side-splitting that such a fuss could be made of it, not least because when British people come to France, they throw off uh, everything that they're wearing with, and I mean everything in many cases, with scant regard to aesthetic considerations, and certainly uh, they're, they're not no, no laggards. They're, up with, if not ahead of the French in that regard. Very briefly, Philip, I've got to ask you, as a typical sort of English chap abroad, how do you react to it all when you're on the beaches in the south of France? I take it as completely normal, the human condition. Philip Short, thank you very much indeed. A oh, decent start to crack us off. Um, a couple of brilliant singers, actually. First up was Newport's uh, legendary Dub War. Uh, now, they were a band around in the mid-90s. I mean, they're still going now, but um, featuring uh, Benji on vocals and live, they were phenomenal. Um, probably still are phenomenal. Um, and then followed by the Mercurial Associates. Um, Billy McKenzie, sadly no longer with us. Uh, amazing voice, and he used to breed um, stash hounds, I think it was. Not breed with them, but... Uh, Breed, breed them and sell them, I suppose. And then there was a feature on uh, Topless Sunbathing from Nationwide uh, from 1983. So Saturday, Saturday kind of early afternoon, waiting for the match. My baggies in action. Had a good win in the week. Let's hope they can keep it up. Uh, Brentford still looking very, very dangerous. And particularly when the Derby goalkeeper is having the worst game of his life. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to play some more tunes. There's a few things that I've been digging this week and uh, have discovered or, or not discovered, as it were. But um, first one up is a Krautrock song band called Golem. And um, I discovered this many years ago 
on a, a compilation CD called Unknown Deutschland, which I bought in Bristol in um, a record shop on Park Street. Introduced me to some great stuff. But there is a rumour, and I don't know how true it is, that this band is actually Throbbing Gristle in disguise. We've certainly got some Genesis PRH um, connection. So we'll play that, and then I'll have something nice and juicy for you after, won't I? Thank you. 
discovered that on Bandcamp and I love Bandcamp because you can spend hours just discovering new stuff. Um, so that was Nita Fash Pass Pa Nitaf Nita 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 Fash Pa badly pronounced but it means do not get mad in French and it is by the TP Orchestra Polyrhythmo who I think, not sure, maybe Ethiopian or Senegalese, one of the two. Um, but really, really like that. Some just really jolly Afro beats. Got a bit of a yeah, uplifting feel to it. Lovely horns as all, as always in that kind of genre. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of like it. Kind of like it. Oh, fucking Brentford are winning three one. Depressing and makes me more nervous. Um, for the impending West Bromwich Albion game, which I shall be watching with my wingman, Jimmy Cox, my son, who's at a very awkward age of 12. Actually, he's 13 next month. In fact, he's 13 a month tomorrow. Be a teenager, my little Jimbo. His voice is just broken. He's very greasy and grubby and spends a lot of time in his bedroom. Yeah. He's hit that age. Oh, well. One, one. Rubbish. I'm going to play some tunes to uh, basically get me over this. It's ruined my Saturday night. What?
one of Britain's finest songwriters of all time, Paddy McLoon. And um, Prefab Spray, obviously. Uh, that I mean, I could have picked any song by Prefab Spray, but just really enjoying that at the moment. Sadly, it was covered by Jimmy Now, another Northeastern character. Um, well, I don't know about sadly. He didn't do a bad version of it. And maybe it, it uh, got more people liking Prefab Spray. Prefab Spray, a fucking ace. Stupid name, yes. But Steve McQueen is one of the greatest albums ever committed to tape. And you need to know that. So get on it. Get on it, sharp. Excuse me, mate. Do you know where the railway station is? Yeah, um, it doesn't matter really which way you go up there, as yeah. long as you're, you're heading that, with which turnings you take, because if you keep going in that direction, you'll, you'll find it. OK, understood. All right. You fancy a bum? Sorry? You fancy a bum? I don't understand. You fancy a bum? <laughs> a, a what? A bum. No. You sure? Yeah. You might like it. No, thank you. No? OK. Taxi? Yeah. You're a taxi? Yeah. Yeah, you fancy bum? Sorry? You fancy bum? You sure? Go on, maybe you'll like it. No? You sure? Okay. Understood. Where are you going to? No, in here. Yeah, how much you charge? What was it you wanted doing? Um, upstairs ones first, I think. Right, yeah, okay. downstairs are all right. You just want them two windows down the that's it? Yeah. Is that all right? It's just the front you want doing, yeah? Yeah, this one up here and that one. That's it. All right. Well, I'll wipe all the frames down as well for you. No, just do those two, that's fine. Yeah. Start with that one, yeah. Right. Okay, mate. Okay. Fancy a bum? Huh? You fancy a bum? No, not at all. You sure? Yeah, fuck yeah. You might like it? No, I don't see. Come on in. No, no, my missus is in that room, you can't. It's all right. You're in here, aren't you? Yeah. 
Is that why you called me in, isn't it? No, I thought you might fancy a bit of afternoon fun. Drink when I'm 
You like the fabs, I dig the who, you eat tikka, I eat vindaloo. If there is a better rhyming couplet than that in rock and roll, then I've not fucking heard it. That was the Helicopters with Hopeless Case of a Kid in Denial of High Visibility. A Swedish garage rock and roll band who just write great catchy tunes. And prior to that was a kind of post-punk band. I think they were Northern, possibly Leeds, don't know. Called Girls Are Our Best and the song's called Getting Going Nowhere Fast. Big fail, fail, big fail, that was a big fail. Big favour, John Peels, and um, I think that's why I first heard that song. But yeah, really, really good. Anyway, I think it's time for Band of the Week, and this is where I throw the spotlight on uh, an act who deserves a bit of, um, you know, attention. Uh, They're not going to be a big band, hopefully. um, Well, they might be a big band in the future, but I like to... um, Focus on some unsigned acts, as it were. Not that anyone's ever going to sign to a big record label, because I don't think it happens anymore for music that I like. Um, but yeah, this lot, I'll tell you all about them after I've played the tune, but very, very underrated uh, Midlands stoner rock. Um, not a lot known about them, fairly obscure. Uh, one, They've done one CD... Uh, one album release and um, yeah N- not sure if they're still going um, there was a lot of um, internal f- uh, fraction uh, f- friction uh, musical differences a lot of drugs um, yeah well, I'll tell you all about them in a minute anyway here's their tune because it's as heavy as you want heavy to be
that's a righteous heavy metal noise. And they're a band called Gringo. And I got into them via um, via uh, a band on uh, Catkin Records, who I've kind of been in touch with for a while. They're from Starbridge, called Sonic Lord. And they put me uh, onto these guys who are called Gringo. I'm just looking at their... They're from Oakleybream Hortimer. Oh, my mate Dave might know them, actually, because um, it's not a very big place. Um, pretty appalling art, but um, no, that's good. That's good, heavy, heavy rock. Um, and I'm so inspired by that, I'm going to play another song of absolute classic heaviness. You don't get heavy metal often on this show, but when I do, I do it proper. reason I don't play metal. Let's have some real music.
So first up uh, for Sarah was My World um, by Secret Affair, cracking song. We saw them last year in Brighton on the August Bank Holiday Mod weekend, which was a fantastic weekend. And uh, yeah, I shall miss that this year. Actually, I kept my booking open to, to go down for it, but I cancelled it this week because I thought, you know what? It's not worth risking for the sake of a couple of months, three months, four months, however long, uh, the second spike. So hence the reason why I played the song Holiday. So anyway, in terms of holiday plans now, and I'm not even joking actually, uh, possibly a long weekend in Jaywick on the Caravan Park with my mate Ray the Postman. Yeah, it'd be an adventure I think. How about you? Where are you going on a holiday? Oh, sound like a barber there, don't I? What's your holiday yet, sir? Madam. Um, has everyone, anyone been to the barbers yet? I haven't. I've really enjoyed doing my own hair. Um, probably doesn't look... Well, do you know what? Actually, I think I've done a pretty good job of it, if I'm honest. Um, it, you know, it's a bit rough and ready around the edges. But I'm fortunate that with my monkey fur, I can fuck it up and within two or three weeks, it's fine. Back to normal again. So yeah, not, hey, not wishing to rub it in for the follically challenge there. You know, I have many uh, areas of weakness in my appearance and body. Uh, just hair isn't one of them, I suppose. Um, hmm. uh, Favourite egg dish? No, not going to bother this week because uh, I've had some duck eggs and they're very rich and I'd rather not think about them. True or false? Germany is landlocked. That's a good one for you. So I can't remember what I said yesterday. I can't remember when I finished doing it yesterday, Saturday, but Albion dropped two points, one all. Brentford now three points behind us, three games to go, and they don't look like dropping any points. So Tuesday, crunch match against Fulham, who are fourth, and you could technically still make automatic promotion. Absolute. You know, if ever there's a six-pointer, that is a 6-12 that is Eighteen, whatever pointer. It is big. It is big. I know. I, full, I quite like Fulham. Had a day out there uh, at the start of the season. It's very, very pleasant. But um, yeah, I hope we beat the fuckers. Anyway, music.
Trio's <coughs> dear Flemmy. Uh, solid trio of tunes there. First up, Cliff Nobles, My Love Gets Stronger, is getting stronger every day. Good Northern Soul Banger. Followed up by Therapy, a song called Tides from not the last album, but the one before that. Um, nice bunch of blokes, Therapy. And the last one was The Human League, Path of Least Resistance, one of their earlier songs before they went a bit poppier. In fact, I highly recommend their early stuff. It's it's quite weird, and uh, it's got really good, uh, slightly kind of um, electrically crowd-rocky kind of vibe in places, but uh, yeah, don't write them off. Bass. Well, bloody hell, the pop stuff's good anyway, so shut up. <laughs> it's Jenny A. Wayne. I don't even like wine, but guess what? You're gonna like it. I need some cheese. Steve, what kind of wine is that you're drinking? I can't see, hun. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> supposed to spit it out, but no way, Jose. Am I spitting this stuff out? It tastes like fruit. <laughs> Wine was invented by the Romans for orgies. And orgies are not too much fun if no one wants to do with you. Mike, you want to check let's on Steve real wine. quick? Tell him how it tastes, Steve. All right, let's do it. Steve? Steve, are you okay over there? There's all kinds of other wines. Peanut Noir. They got all different kinds. And that's our Shebra. I'm Dr. Steve Brule for your wine. 
Come here, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> In fourth place is me. I, I, I don't know why you're shaking your head at me. <clears throat> you won, Jane. Oh, my God. Enjoy the money. I hope it makes oh you very God. happy. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jane. You ruined my night completely so you could have the money, but I hope now you spend it on getting some lessons in grace and decorum because you have all the grace of a reversing dump truck without any tyres on. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, you wouldn't, let's be honest. There's nobody in there, love. <laughs> so, Jane, take your money and get off my property. So, uh, well done, Jane. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Each of us is born alone. Well, welcome to the twilight zone. You can leave with only what you bring.
things we cannot see appear singing songs we cannot hear and everything is surely dust and gloom Bird is blowing in his room See all those notes With all those notes All those notes won't take the pain away And man you'll surely come to
Talking about them vibes, then. Yes, you love it. Particularly if you listen to this in the garden on a, you know, nice balmy Sunday evening. Sun's go. Sun's kind of just easing off. You've got a glass of something cold in your hand. Your belly's full from eating something lovely. And you you hear those two songs. Life couldn't be better, could it? Um, for you. So first was Wes Montgomery, a uh, jazz guitarist from the 50s and 60s. He recorded on the legendary Blue Note label, and that's called Bumping on Sunset. Discovered him this week off of just a random podcast type thing on uh, Bandcamp, uh, which just another, just lovely. It's great just discovering these things. Well, it had a lovely vibe and... Uh, I mean, a few a few degrees of separation, but there's a lot of karate's guitar playing in that. Um, so yeah, clearly an influence on Mr. Jeff Farina. Uh, and it was followed by the legendary Terry Callier, um, dancing girl. Terry Callier, kind of mixed soul, folk, jazz. Uh, it was fairly obscure, really. Late sixties, early seventies. Um, but. Then found a, a bit of kind of a renaissance in the, it was the 90s, uh, through some stuff reissued on Acid Jazz. Um, no longer with us anymore, sadly, but a true, true talent. And uh, hard, hard to classify what genre, so I'm not going to bother. There you go. So we are nearing the end. Right, Germany's not landlocked, but uh, I'm 47. And it was only today that I found that out that they do actually have some seaside. Uh, I always thought it was landlocked. I've never bothered looking at a map or anything. The obvious thing. Uh, probably because I wasn't actually, in all truth, that interested. Uh, but for some reason it came into my head today. Um, so there you go. It's not landlocked. However, Austria is. So is the Czech Republic. Useful to know in case you... Uh, you get asked that at any point in time, you never know what what you might get asked. Right, anyway, so you've had the vibes, you've had the cool stuff. Let's let's uh, leave you with two or three bangers. Um, so first up, I'm going to go with Bristol band The Heads, legendary stoner rock uh, band, and uh, at least two of them used to work in the best record shop ever, Replay Records in Bristol. Used to do amazing deals on trading in stuff, and used to have some ridiculously priced second hand stuff. 
I remember buying uh, the Severin album on Discord for 20p. Uh, there was nothing wrong with it at all. Um, and other such like gems. And uh, it was just an A shop. You'd walk towards it. You'd just hear these booming bass of some kind of stoner, early 70s heavy rock. It would just stink of roll-ups. And uh, you could just you could spend literally hours in there just browsing uh, the second-hand stuff particularly but yeah it was a great great record shop and sadly missed although my favorite moment at replay was when they were selling demos of um fucking hell what they called tractor maybe was it tractor something along those lines and i said to my mate Stu, who now lives in france fucking hell that's the worst band i've ever seen but that that might be extreme, but they're definitely in the top two. And um, the guy behind the counter sort of looked at me with a kind of wavering voice and um, sad face and just says, that's my band. By the end of the day, I don't care. If you're in a band, you're up there to be shot, like it or not. Uh, the bass player at the heads, Hugo, now plays in loop. And I'm going to be playing a song by their uh, main man, Robert Hampson, straight after the heads in a project he did called Main, uh, which isn't massively a banger at all, actually, after what I've just said, but it's still a fucking good song. So you can have that. <laughs>
I wasn't in that society or the mixing with people that would have shown me that racism. But what I want to expand on the award is what I said about education. Education is important unless we just want to continue living the life that we are living and continue just 
having demonstrations every now and again and a few people saying a few things. And when I say education, I mean going back in history. What people need to understand is that this thing stems from a long time ago, hundreds of years ago. The dehumanization of the black race is where it started. And people will tell you, oh, that's a long time ago. Get over it. No, you don't get over things like that. And the society has not gotten over something like that. I'll skip all the gap between those long years ago and make one point and then go backward. That lady in the Central Park in, in, in New York, Amy Cooper, I think is her name. If she did not have in her DNA the thought process that she was white, this man is black, if I call a police officer, nine times out of ten he's going to be white and going to be considered right immediately, the black guy will have to prove that he's not guilty, and by the time he proves that he's not guilty, he might be dead. She had that in her mind from day one. That is why she said and did what she did. How do you get rid of that in the society? By educating both sides, black and white. I hear people talking about brainwashing. I didn't quite understand as a young man what brainwashing meant. I now understand what brainwashing meant, what it means. We have been brainwashed, and not just black people. White people have been brainwashed in different ways. I go back many years, think about religion. You and I are supposed to be Christians. I'm not really a very holy person, <laughs> not a very religious person, but that's what we were taught. Look at Jesus Christ, the image that they give you of Jesus Christ. Pale skin, blonde hair, blue eyes. Where Jesus came from, who in that part of the world looks that, that way? But again, that's the brainwashing to show you this is what perfection is. This is what the image of perfection is. If you look at any plays of those days, Judas, who betrayed Jesus, he's a black man. Again, brainwashing people into think, oh, he's a black man. He was, he's the bad man. Go through history, Wadi. These lights that are shining on us. You can tell me who invented the light bulb, right? Thomas Edison, right? Everybody knows Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Thomas Edison invented a light bulb with a paper filament. It burnt out in no time at all. Can you tell me who invented the filament that makes these lights shine throughout? Nobody knows because it's a black man. I was not taught in schools. Lewis Howard Latimer invented the carbon filament to allow lights to continuously shine. Who knows that? Everything should be, teach, should be taught. When you go back through the schooling as a young man, I remember my school days. I was never taught anything good about black people. And you cannot have a society that is brought up like that, both white and black, that only teach what's convenient to the teacher. History is written by the conqueror, not by those that are conquered. History is written by the people who do the harm, not by the people who get harmed. And we need to go back and teach both sides of history. And until we do that and educate the entire human race, this thing will not stop. They keep, they keep on telling me there's nothing called white privilege. Give me a break. I don't see any white people going into a store on Oxford Street and being followed. A black man walks in, somebody's following him everywhere he goes. That is basic white privilege. 
whether that white person went in to rob the place or not, is not going to be thought of that way. And things like that have to change.